friend. Welcome to the U-Turn podcast. This is a show that's meant to help you remember who you truly are. I'm Ashley Stahl, a career expert, the author of the new book, U-Turn, Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction, and Design Your Dream Career. It's now available everywhere books are sold. And it's my honor to bring you guest conversations or even a solo episode with me every single week, all designed to help you elevate your confidence in work, in love, and in life. This is a place for you to reconnect to who you truly are, what you truly want, and to really heal from anything that is telling you that you are otherwise. Wherever you are, I am so grateful to be here in your ears. And I also want to give a shout out with so much thanks to our sponsor, Organifi. You can find them over at Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And when you use the U-Turn checkout code, you get 20% off your order. They make the most magical elixirs, whether it's powders for you to get your greens on every day, really tasty, clean protein powders to add into your diet. I have them every single morning. Probiotic powders to help you really heal and strengthen your immune system. So much more. Now let's get in to this week's conversation. Stop judging yourself and start believing that you actually are such a source of intelligence and that that wisdom lives directly within your heart and that if you give yourself a chance to actually just listen to yourself and trust yourself, it comes back to listening, loving, and trusting yourself. It's, it's, it always comes back to that. Every single thing always comes back to that, right? And that's why we're trying to reflect our inquiry of self-love and trust onto other people so that they reflect back that to us, right? We're just constantly searching for recognition. I hate to say this because it's just, you know, you can say it and it's so easy, but it's so hard. Just just try and stop judging yourself. But the positive reinforcement of that is start loving yourself more. Start trusting yourself more and understand that there is such a source of intelligence within you that is yet to be uncovered that when you dare to listen to that, you will start operating from a whole new operating system. Hey friends, it's your girl Ashley here and I'm so excited for this week to bring you something different and something really special in the love category. I know we talk a lot about heartbreak and matters of the heart, but I've never really brought on an expert to actually talk about how the heart works so that we could really understand it and start really following it. And of course, I had to bring Layla Salvade onto the show. She came recommended from one of my dearest friends, which always speaks volumes. And she's not only a health coach, but she's a heart guide uh, here to help us all with matters of the heart. And so I thought we would talk about how to follow your heart and her three steps to really understanding and using the heart. So without further ado, Layla, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I I actually don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about the heart, just how you've been talking to me about it since we started. So I'm really excited to kind of hear your steps and learn from you. Tell tell me, like, what was your story or what inspired you just briefly to to be so connected to your heart? Because I think a lot of people tend to forget about matters of the heart, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's actually where I started. I chose to disconnect from my heart and it brought so much pain and suffering in my life to the point where deep, deep down inside, I knew I had disconnected. And I think we all deep down inside do know. It's just that our head gets in the way, our ego gets in the way, our pride, our self-judgment, and we are too scared to reconnect back to it. And that journey of reconnecting back to the heart, I think in and of itself is actually the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you've got to dare to go through that in order to reconnect to the heart. Because once you do, the reward is so incredible. And I truly believe magic actually lives in and through the heart. And we get to step back into our our full potential, which involves magic, 
I believe. And, and so, yeah, I had to really disconnect from it in order to find my way back to it. I love that. And I also, I get, I wonder, what do you think? And I have my own answers, but what would be your first thought on why so many people listening right now? Cause I know that, you know, there's thousands of people driving to work in traffic, listening to us talk right now. And we've all mostly disconnected from our heart at some point. What do you think drives that? Fear mm-hmm. and um, conditioning. So it's it's the most simple human storyline in existence. And I've studied this so many times over, you know, whether religiously, scientifically, <laughs> behaviorally, and I just, I keep coming back to the same storyline. And it's just that we are, and, and I want to quote Marianne Williamson in this, because we're most afraid of our light, not our darkness. And I, I feel our light comes from our heart. And when we reconnect to our heart, believe me, you feel this like tingling and, and you feel this new sense of self, like never, ever, ever before. That's why when we fall in love, it's just like, we feel like we're on ecstasy. We feel like all our happy, you know, emotions are just bubbling up and we feel more alive than ever before. And it's because we're fully connected, but we, we just so easily disconnect from it because we're conditioned from a very young age to do so, whether it's religiously, whether it's from society, whether it's from our parents, whether it's from trauma and we are home in our hearts. But when something, you know, pushes us out or tries to knock us out through pain, suffering, conditioning, fear, whatever it may be, we're not rooted or anchored enough because we don't have enough teachings and and know-how of how to come back into center. And so we get pushed further and further and further out of our center, which is our heart. And it's very difficult to find our way back when you don't realize that you've disconnected from your innate compass within you, which is the heart. And mm. so we've got to reframe this story and and here's the thing, the ancient Egyptians knew this when they mummified a body, they embalmed the body except from all the organs except for the heart because they knew the heart is the compass, it's the source point, it's how a soul enters and exits the body. That's why when we're born or when a mother is pregnant, you know, they go to the ultrasound to find the heartbeat to see if the child is alive. It's mm-hmm. literally through the beat of our own heart that we come into this world and that we exit out of this world. It's how the soul finds, you know, the body and, and then can, whether you believe in, you know, reincarnation, past lives, parallel lives, whatever you want to call it or nothing at all, (laughs) that's fine too. But it's, it's the heart is our, it's our source code. It's, it's source. And so we need to learn how to come back into that compass within us to find our way back home. And I'm curious for anybody listening who is also struggling with this concept of intuition, like what's, is, would you equate following your heart to following your intuition or how would you find those to be maybe a bit different? 100% they're the same. Um, our heart. So I'll explain a little bit how the heart functions energetically. So, you know, what a electromagnetic field is, it's Mm -hmm energetic field, right? And we we mostly uh, think of them as bad things because they also are emitted from our electronics. However, we are also energy and our heart actually produces an electromagnetic field. And it is a hundred thousand times more powerful energetically than the mind's EMF, an electromagnetic field. And it's 5,000 times more powerful magnetically than the mind's. EMF. So in, in the entire human body, the most powerful source of energy actually is emitted from the heart. Mm. So when we reattune our awareness, our energy, our intention within this power source within us, which is the most powerful source within pretty much humanity, we are directly connected to everything, to ourselves, Mm everyone around us and also mother earth our planet her core 
emits the same exact frequency of the same electromagnetic field from her core outside encompassing the entire planet. And so if you think of this in a technological manner, it's it's a very much mirrored situation because mm-hmm. we we mirror the same exact thing as Mother Earth does. And it's through that Wi-Fi signal connection of the electromagnetic field that we are connected to our planet and to one another. The World Wide Web existed far before we knew it as www. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so interesting to look at ourselves as the micro and then to look at the world yeah. as the macro and to understand like in the same way as humans, we want to have children and it's this, and not, not everybody, but it's this, there's a natural instinct to multiply. It's like cells have a natural instinct to multiply, you know, like, um, and, and so it's interesting to kind of hear like our hearts really just mirror even the structure of mother earth. And, and when you talk about electromagnetic fields and I'm so curious to understand, like, how does that get measured? Like, is there some cool scientific tool that like somebody waves over the heart and it's like, woo, it has a certain amount of energy. (laughs) Yeah. So heart math has a lot of that technology and you can also, they have these um, sensors that you actually hook up in, you, you put the sensor on your earlobe and then you connect it to your phone and that actually will show you your heart rate variability. So it doesn't, it doesn't measure the, um, the EMF, but there's devices. Um, you can buy them literally on Amazon that, that measure the EMFs. Mm, Okay. So interesting. I love that. I love the amount of places you can buy the most interesting things like, Well, on a darker side, I was at Big Five the other day to get a sleeping bag for a camping trip and I saw guns and I was like, wow, you can, that's so chilling. Like we can literally buy a gun next to the sleeping bags at Big Five in America. And it's also good to know that you can buy breathalyzers and electromagnetic measuring tools for your heartbeat (laughs) or for your heart waves also on Amazon. So it's like, there's just a lot of variety in this country of things you can buy. And I love to know how mainstream it is available and what a fun tool to, have you ever like played around with an electromagnetic measurement tool for yourself? I haven't. No, I haven't. And you know, there's definitely, I'm honestly, I'm not sure if that will, it's more geared towards actual electronics Okay, got it. What is this? That's so crazy. But I know that there's tools that that they have in in labs that actually measure the uh, EMFs of a heart. How cool. Okay. And um, I know when we were talking before, when we were just going through this idea of following your heart, I think anybody listening, it's interesting when we talk about love and how you were talking about how like your heart gets lit up because... I think a lot of people also have the experience of love and there's this little whisper in their heart that even if they feel all of these things, something's not right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I am so thankful to be in the right partnership at this point because I've definitely been through that where I've been in a relationship with a really good person. And not only are they great on paper, but we have a great time and we totally love each other, but there's something inside of me that's saying no. And it's, it's, it's confusing. I think for a lot of people like, especially if they're engaged right now or they're in a really serious relationship right now, because of course there's that fear that you were talking about, like that maybe they're a certain point in their life and they just think it's time to be with that person or whatever have you. But there's fear of listening to that tiny little no when there's so many other yeses. Mm. And so I I know the first step you talked about was understanding how the heart works Mm -hmm. and how it's not just a pump and, and its capacity to connect to it. Is there anything more we can kind of learn from you about this in service to following our hearts? Absolutely. So I would say, you know, and I just want to address that one example you gave first and foremost, because that that's, that's the fear of, of listening to ourselves, which, which is, so what I'll share actually, that is very, has been very helpful for me to understand is that what I've come to understand for myself and Honestly, I don't know if this is scientifically proven, but this is how I've experienced energy come into my body because I work with energy as well. And 
I've come to realize that energy first and foremost, because we've got three brains in our body and we've, we've definitely, we've got more brain cells in our whole body, but there's three main brains that we scientists categorize as, as working brains in a sense. So there's the brain that's known as the mind and that's like the main brain. And then the heart has thousands of brain cells. So scientists call that the little brain of the heart. And then our gut also has thousands of brain cells. So those are the three quote unquote brain centers in the body. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to find is that when we're talking about energy, which is also information, right? Information and energy are the same thing. It's just a matter of how you process it. So Mm -hmm. when energy and how energy enters into the body that I have found is first through the heart, because that's the source point, then it goes from the heart down into the gut and then it shoots up to the mind. And so when I've kind of evolved and tapped deeper into that, I came to realize that first point of entry is the heart. And that's why it's the all seeing eye. That's why it's also when we think about chakra systems, you know, there's the seven chakras, but the central chakra is the heart. It's the source point. It's our core processor. So first it enters into the heart and that's at, that's information at its purest, purest form. That's intuition. Okay. But then most of us are not trained to receive from our core processor, from our source point. And then the information goes down into the gut and most of us have gut issues. So it gets infected and then it shoots up to the mind, which is a polarizing way of looking at the world because it's, it's, you know, the brain itself and the mind has two hemispheres. So it's constantly in judgment and dualistic approaching of everything. So it's good or bad, wrong or right, left or uh, right, wrong, you know, black or white. And so it goes from the heart down into the gut, gets infected, then it shoots up to the mind and then it gets judged. And then once it comes out of our mouth and we're sharing this information, it's infected judgment. Mm. So first and foremost, we've got to do a judgment cleanse and we've got to learn how to actually come back into the heart. And when we find ourselves in the mind, because usually that's where we actually are operating from, because that's where we've been trained from birth onwards to operate from, because there's, you know, all these things that the mind is the most intelligent thing. Great minds think alike. I mean, there's all these, you know, subliminal codes that have geared us towards a mind-based reality. And also along with the feminine rising, it's actually about coming back into the heart of humanity, coming back into love and unity and really shifting from our head into our heart. And that's not to say that we've got to demonize the mind and glorify the heart. It's a matter of creating deep coherence between the heart and the mind. Mm. So learning how to tap into the heart and understand without the judgment of the mind, without the infection of fear um, or, or stored trauma and pain from the gut to really receive information and energy at source point in the heart, which is from a place of love, compassion, understanding. And when you can literally process information within your own system in that manner, like that's step one, you've got to learn how to process your own information back, Mm. back into core truth, back into love. Well, so let's look at that because I tend to find that a lot of people, there's a fine line between being responsible and asking for people's opinion and doing it because you don't trust yourself and you don't want to have to actually own a decision that you, and I find that a lot of people who do this, they shop for advice. They already know what they want to do and they're just hoping that other people can prove it to them. So what message would you have for somebody who can't stop collecting advice from other people because they don't want to follow their heart or they don't want to trust their heart? An incredible connect to their heart, you know, say that, or they can't connect. Yeah. Like they're having a hard time even hearing their heart, you know, or feeling it. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of us do because we haven't been taught how to, right. So, Mm -hmm. So number one, stop judging yourself and start believing that you actually are such a source of intelligence 
and that that wisdom lives directly within your heart. And that if you give yourself a chance to actually just listen to yourself and trust yourself, it comes back to listening, loving, and trusting yourself. Hmm. It's, it's, it always comes back to that. Every single thing always comes back to that. Right. And that's why we're trying to reflect our inquiry of self love and trust onto other people so that they reflect back that to us. Right. We're just constantly searching for recognition. And, um, and so it, it's first just stop. And I, I hate to say this cause it's just, you know, you can say it and it's so easy, but it's so hard just to try and stop judging yourself. But the positive reinforcement of that is start loving yourself more, start trusting yourself more and understand that there is such a source of intelligence within you that is yet to be uncovered that when you dare to listen to that, you will start operating from a whole new operating system. And a practice I love to share with clients and individuals is that first thing in the morning, literally, like as soon as you open your eyes, put place your hands on your heart and just sit there for even if it's a few seconds and just ask your heart, how do you feel? Mm, love that. And that is your system beginning to actually tap in to its core intelligence and listening to the programs that are operating you will be the single most enlightening thing ever. And you'll probably want to lie there a little bit longer (laughs) (laughs) or not because you might be scared of what comes up and that's totally fine as well. But if you start daring to ask your heart, how it's feeling, you'll be amazed how much information will be given to you. Okay. You know, I'm somewhere in between if I'm being completely candid when I'm listening to you, where like I would say 85% of the time I'm in tune with my heart, but mm-hmm. there's like that 15% that like it's painful because I don't listen to it. Yeah. And you were saying like the first step maybe for somebody to start tuning in and connecting to it is to just ask it like, how do you feel today? Mm-hmm. Is there any other like little bids that people can make to start tuning into it? Because I remember I was sitting by the pool in Las Vegas like two years ago with my friend Amanda Bucci, and she was just kind of starting on her spiritual work. And I remember we had this funny moment where I was like, hey, all you need to do is close your eyes and you'll start hearing a voice and it's going to tell you everything you need to do. She closed her eyes for like two minutes and and she opened them and I was like, so what did you hear? And she's like, I don't hear anything, (laughs) you know? And and I'm like, really? And she's been doing a lot of work on herself. And two years later, she texted me how funny it was. She remembers that moment. And now it's like she closes her eyes and she gets all this information just like I do. And so I'm curious, like, do you have any other suggestions for people who are listening? Like, how can they find that? Yeah, I would say, you know, a lot of people talk about mindfulness and I, I spent time at a Zen Buddhist monastery, uh, led by Thich Nhat Hanh. And I learned so much about meditation and mindfulness and what I was able to distill from that most of all in time was that when we try to be mindful and we try to like, you know, almost like empty our mind, because I feel like before most people can understand how to connect and maybe listen to the heart, they've got to be able to understand Mm. how it works. Right. Because the thing is, if you don't understand how something works, we're programmed to judge it because Mm -hmm. it makes us feel small that we can't understand something. And so we project that feeling of smallness onto whatever it may be. And then we, we push it aside and say, oh no, this is crap. And it's really, we just don't understand it. And either we feel, you know, we feel small because we don't understand it, but we don't want to admit that, or we just don't have time to try to understand it. So I would say that first and foremost in the mind, trying to comprehend what, how the system even works, but when you're practicing mindfulness, because that's like such a, you know, hot word these days, a lot of people get like get lost in the mind and they get stuck in the mind and mm. a really powerful thing that i've come to kind of unlock for myself is that it's really and and this is not you know a judgment onto whoever came up with that word but what i've come to understand through the practice of mindfulness is really it's it's a practice of being 
present. And being present means really in all parts of your system, heart, mind, body, spirit, you are right here right now. And you're letting your whole system feel and sense everything that's happening right here and right now. And it doesn't mean that you're thinking of something in the past or thinking of like the to-do in the future or like hearing the air conditioning go off and it's really bugging you and you wish it was more quiet. You're, you're just being present with your feelings. And mm. I think that in and of itself, you know, it's, it's similar to to kind of checking in on how you feel or trying to hear something, which yeah, I, I think, yeah, but, but I think also if you're trying for something that in and of itself takes you out of the present moment because you're attaching yourself to something that's coming in from the future. Got it. Okay. And you know, another exercise, I call it a truth test where you just kind of tune into what you know, versus yeah. focusing on what you don't know, you know? Yes. Um, but, you know, it's interesting as I'm listening to you talk, you'd said it was the brain, the gut, and what was the third piece for the heart? Um, you mean the three brains in the body? Yeah, the three brains in the body. Yeah, the heart, the gut, and the mind. Oh, the heart. <laughs> I love that I, I said the heart, gut, and the mind. Right. I miss the heart. That's incredible. That just yeah. says it all, Mayla. <laughs> exactly. We've forgotten about, about the most powerful thing in existence. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. And I, I can't help but ask. I was just watching The Bachelor with... Um, oh, my goodness. I know you're in the UK right now. Do you watch The Bachelor by chance? Absolutely. It's my guilty pleasure. So like, as you know, Pilot Pete's mom, like, yes. oh my God, very I, woman. I have so much to say about this. I could go on this today. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like by the time this episode is out and people are listening, this will be like a thought of the past. But I was watching her on the live show after, like so emotional yeah. throughout the show. So emotional. When is, to, when are you not even in your heart anymore? And you're just kind of like a puddle of feelings and like not able to even be, you know what I mean? Like right. composed because I still think we live in a, a real world. So sometimes what I found is my spiritual friends who, and I'm pretty spiritual, but not like all the way. And sometimes they've, they float off and they forget that we have this human body. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, that my body, I can feel very much like I'm human. I'm here and I'm still going through the human experience. I still face a lot of feelings that despite my spirituality, I feel them, whether it's judging something or whatever, I feel how human I am. Um, and so I know as humans, we can fall mm -hmm. apart. And I'm curious, like, what would you have to say for somebody who would be in the story? Like I am in my heart and that's why I'm this emotional. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. So like how far is too far where you're not actually in your heart? You're more just like, right. You're identifying with, um, so, okay, let me, well, let me explain something, uh, that really helped me out. I, over a year ago, I went through the greatest heartbreak of my life mm. and what I, and, and it was so divinely orchestrated because how on earth could I be your go-to heart guide if I haven't actually gone through the greatest heartbreak of my life? Mm -hmm. And I thank spirit every single day for that incredible journey, no matter how, painful it was, it actually helped me understand the full capacity of the heart. And what I understood and came to understand is that what we think of as human beings, what we think of as a heartbreak is actually an ego break because the heart doesn't break. It just expands. It's just like a core processor. Like it, it can't, like it can't shut down. It's just going to install a higher operating system. And that's literally what's happening when we go through, quote unquote, a heartbreak. We're actually detaching from our ego and it's our ego that's breaking off from the attachments we've set mm. and we're coming deeper into the heart. So as for, you know, the dear mother of Pilot Pete, she's identified with the pain and also the territorialism of this mm. woman coming into her son's life and she's identifying with the fear of that situation. Oh, that's incredible. A credible distinction is like follow your heart. But when you're like tending to fall into this puddle of feelings, 
sometimes what you're really identifying with is not your heart, but your fears, and your pain. Yeah. And that comes from ego, right? And it's not mm-hmm. that that's a bad thing. That's an instinctual thing that we feel. And can you imagine, like, of course, the mom's going to feel that, you know, tenfold. <laughs> yeah. The son, and she doesn't want him to marry her. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no judgment on her. There's no blame. And I, I stand by her side, honestly. Like, I feel her frustration and her pain because I'm, anyway, I'm not going to go into. The Bachelor, which we could totally do an episode on. <laughs> I really could dissect that. So incredible. Oh. oh my gosh. But basically she's identifying with the fear of it versus trusting in the process. And what did Peter say? Just trust the love. Yeah. And even though they might not be the greatest match and maybe that's, you know, obvious to certain people. Maybe it's not obvious to other people it doesn't matter. That's, that's just us judging. Okay. And the whole point of this human journey is to let go of judgment and just trust in this human process. We exist solely to grow and learn and evolve. And we only do that through experiencing this thing called love. And it's the most powerful source in existence. It's a, sorry, it's the most powerful force in existence. And when we let ourselves be guided by that, yes, we have to trust, you know, the intelligence of the mind, but if there's anything I've learned and, you know, I can speak upon like my past relationship specifically, where from the very beginning there were red flags, but I, I couldn't see them. And if I was only operating from my mind, logically, I would have said, oh my goodness, I'm running the other direction by nice, you know, nice seeing you, nice knowing you, I'm running the other direction. Bye. However, because there was this deep soul connection, we had to come together and almost like karmically unbind the lessons that were meant and destined for our evolution, for our individual evolutions. So we, it's so difficult to judge so it's so difficult to judge the heart because when we're judging it, we're, we're operating from our mind. And what I like to share is that the mind operates from intelligence, but the heart operates from wisdom. And when we choose to tap into wisdom, it's actually trust. So the heart knows far beyond what our mind could ever comprehend And when we learn to trust that and let ourselves be guided by that, that's when we're actually going to get the missing codes to upgrade to our fullest, highest potential slash operating system. You know, for example, with Peter and, and Maddie, there's clearly some karmic stuff going on. And whether you believe in that or not, you know, just you could at least understand that there's something like magnets, they're being pulled towards each other. And the heart is a magnet, right? We're pulled, it's it's got a magnetic um uh field of 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 it's a very powerful magnetic field. So our hearts will magnify each other's pain points, uh fears, whatever it may be, so that we can see them and mirror them and grow and learn from them. And that's why, you know, yeah, him and Hannah Ann might've been perfect together, but it, there may have not been deep, deep, deep soul karmic lessons there to unwind and learn and grow from. Mm. And, and that's kind of, you know, that's why it's so hard to judge because, you know, they're, Maddie and him are going to go through a really hard time. I mean, try to stay together when you've got a mom, you know, in wrath over you, that's, you know, that's a lot to handle and it's a lot to process, but the human, the human, the human experience is meant to process as much as possible. That's why we're here because the more we can process and especially the more we can process and come into grace and love and understanding, the higher we, we, the higher capacity we receive. And, and it's just this constant learning and it's this constant evolution. So a lot of the times we will choose what seems harder 
because we actually are wired to evolve. Hey, U-Turners, I have a quick but important interruption here. I want to thank Organifi, as always, for sponsoring this podcast episode and just encourage you to check out their site and consider treating yourself to some of their products that have been such a game changer for my health. They just gave us an even bigger discount code at 20% off when you type in the code U-Turn at checkout. And I've been particularly obsessed with Organifi's Pure product. The Pure powder is tasteless but powerful full of superfood ingredients to help your gut and your mind stay healthy, such as probiotics, lion's mane, aloe vera, ginger extract, to name a few. I put the pure powder in my coffee and it's been helping me stay healthy during these really weird times that we're all in. So if you're looking to easily up your immunity and dodge whatever germs are floating in the air, the pure powder at Organifi is it. Just head on over to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And don't forget to type in your U-Turn code at checkout for 20% off pure. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I had Kelsey Grant and Jamie Ray on the podcast. Have you ever seen them on Instagram or anything like that? I'm bad with names, though. <laughs> if I saw their people, I'd be like, yeah, I know them. Yeah, Jamie was one of my favorite episodes in the love category. He just had a really fun uh, conversation about finding the right person and stuff like that. But we they have this concept of heartmate versus woundmate. Mm, um, I love that. Yeah, and so it's like your hearts can be attracted to each other, but you're wounding and you're, I, I don't like to use the word brokenness, yeah. but I think the mainstream concept Shadow. can be attracted each other your shadows can attract each other's to your darkness yeah. it's like two people being best friends because they have a drug addiction and, and they're like drug friends you know or two people who are only friends because they like to party it's like there's that shadow that can attract you to somebody else and it's such a powerful your darkness can be just as bonding as your light you know and so I love that but I also love what you're saying about challenges because um I I think we're hardwired for life to be really magical and easy. And sometimes we get into our own way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like life is always easy, easy, but there should be some sort of grace. I think a lot of the time that isn't happening because we're in our own way, because we're forcing ourselves into a job we don't want or a relationship that actually isn't right. We, we get in our own way. And so what message do you have for somebody who everything is feeling hard right now? Like, cause to me, it's like, it doesn't have to be hard and it starts with listening to your heart. And then when you trust that everything gets a lot easier, but what would you have to say for somebody who keeps getting attracted to the challenges? And even though we are wired to grow and challenges do help us grow, um, I think there's a much more graceful way. You know, I think I talked to my partner, William, a lot about how there's people who say relationships are hard work. And then to me, it's like relationships just take effort. That's Mm -hmm. my mindset about it. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you have to say about that? Well, we get in our own way because we don't trust that we love ourselves enough and that we are love. Uh-huh. And so the moment you find yourself in friction, you've got to have enough capacity and willpower within yourself to ask yourself, how am I not showing up in my higher love right now? How mm-hmm. am I not loving myself enough right now? And those are really reflective questions. And most of us are not trained, you know, to, to even ask those questions and we're scared to hear the answers to those questions. And so we block it off. But I think the more resistance that shows up and, and I've seen this over and over and over again in my life, whenever there was really crazy resistance, it was because I just didn't trust myself enough. And because I wasn't listening to my heart. Hmm. Mm. And I know that sometimes it can feel dangerous for people to follow their heart because let's say that they are in a job right now and they don't like their job, but they can't afford to like listen to their heart that tells them to go be a painter and travel the world and quit their job. They literally can't support themselves. Like what message Mm -hmm. do you have for somebody who is like, yeah, I love all this heart stuff, would love to follow my heart, but I got bills to pay and like kids to support. You know what I mean? Right. I get that question all the time. And, you know, (laughs) 
I'm not, I would never say quit your job and go because yeah, there's a reason why we have a mind, right? It kind of keeps us in line from completely just falling over and, and doing something that might not serve us. So I, what I like to say is that if there's this deep desire within your heart to do something else or be with someone else or, or not be with the person you're with or not be in the job that you're with. And you might not know yet, just start, start just listening. And, and it, you know, it's just, it's, it's communication. Everything comes down to that as well. Right. And if we don't know how to communicate within our own system, how on earth will we ever receive any other, uh, coherence within the external field? So we've first got to create coherence within by learning how to listen to what we truly want, what we, what we like, just even identifying what we like and what lights us up can be like a whole new world of, of adventure. You know, when we learn more about ourselves and when we give ourselves a time of day to actually recognize who we truly are and what we actually truly like, because so much of us has been identified through the lens of other people and through what their hobbies are and what we think we're supposed to like and do. So just playing, like get back into that visionary playground, you know, like go back and, and start pretending like you're on a virtual playground and start literally in like a virtual reality, creating all the random, unique, beautiful, epic, weird little things that light you up. And you can feel it. Like when you, when, when you really truly like something you, you kind of, you start vibrating, like your heart will kind of reverberate or do something, or even just like your whole body, like you'll feel lighter or denser based on something that you like versus something that you don't like, or something that, you know, causes you like just discomfort. So I, I would say just start by learning to listen to yourself and truly just starting this inner conversation and this inner dialogue and, and daring to have a conversation with yourself because ultimately it's only ever you. <laughs> and until you truly find out who you truly are, you're going to keep attracting things, jobs, people, experiences that are going to trigger you or cause resistance until you truly identify with what you do like. So mm. that's, you know, that's just pure like energy 101. Identify with what you like so that you can call that in. Because until you unidentify with what you don't like, you're going to just call in all the, th like, I'll give you an example. I, I should, oh my gosh, this is a, <laughs> the more you're hesitating, the more I'm like, give me the example. <laughs> I know this is, this is, this is uh, I, I feel like I have to give like an example of why this is. And, and I'm not ever going to just completely close myself off, but you know, I'm, and, and I haven't shared much about myself, but I know I sound American, therefore I seem American, but I, I was born and raised in Switzerland. My mother's Lebanese, my dad's Swiss, but he grew up between Colombia and Venezuela. So I grew up with like multiple cultures, multiple languages. I'm like, you know, just this universal little like child that just understands many different cultures and understandings. And I, uh, was living in the States and I kept dating American men that just were born and raised in America and they never lived outside of the country or they never even, they didn't even speak another language. And it, it caused a lot of misunderstanding because I had really just a, a, a bigger, wider lens really. And, and so we weren't seeing from similar lenses, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the example I wanted to share and I had to give that kind of just, you know, explanation first was I kept saying, I don't want to date an Amer another American guy because I just feel that it's, it won't work out because we just have, I need somebody that's a little bit more global like me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the past they used to, well, they still do, but you know, we, we marry for religion, per religious purposes. And I feel like now as we evolve and everything kind of unites um, we, we marry for a more like global understanding or if like you're an entrepreneur, you maybe want to be with an entrepreneur because you, there's that same grit, you know, there's that same understanding. So I kept saying over and over and over again, and it was like almost my mantra. I said, I don't want to be with an American. <laughs> 
This is so horrible. But what do you think I attracted? An American. American. <laughs> That's my, my sister-in-law. She's Colombian. And she's like, I don't want to be with a gringo. And she married my little brother, who's the whitest of the whites. And right. it's so funny. Exactly. So what happens, you're putting out into the field, even like the field doesn't recognize, you know, what you're saying. Like it, it recognizes you're, if you're saying American, 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 it's not hearing, I don't want it just hears American, 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 right? So you're literally putting the code, like the American code into the bigger code into your system, right? And of course, you're going to attract that. So when you learn how to like, actually write your own code, there hence like write the code of what you love and what you want to attract versus what you don't want to attract. And you focus on what you don't want, because that's what's going to be attracted what you don't want, because you're focusing on that, right? So wherever mm -hmm. you put your attention um, is what, is what you're actually going to call in. So I started saying, you know, regardless of creed, race, you know, culture, I, I don't care if he's American. I just, I want a universal soul. I want someone that, that just is a very global minded, um, open-minded person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's an example of how to kind of rewrite your code towards what you actually want. And that doesn't mean, you know, leaving your job and, and ditching everything and imploding and then falling into this whole fear, which why not? If, if that's what you feel you need to do, hell yeah, go for it. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you've got to hit rock bottom and create the most contractive experience of life possible to, you know, burst into your greatest expansion. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, you know, usually when people have a heart attack, like they, some, they feel reborn again, because that's literally what happened. They contracted, almost died, thought they were going to die. And then they expanded again. Right. So if you need the extreme ex ex uh, contraction, go for it. If that, if you, if that's the kind of person you are, there's also more, you know, gentle ways where bit by bit, heartbeat by heartbeat, if you just dare to trust and follow each beat one step at a time, one beat at a time, and you learn how to encode your field with what you want and learn what you like, then you begin to actually rewrite your code. Got it. Okay. And I know we had kind of started off with like looking at how the heart works and we kind of started talking about how to use it, which was your second step. Is there anything else that you would have to share for everybody to not only really get how the heart works, but start using it even more so or even more properly? Okay. How to use it properly. You know, it's the, the hardest thing in the world is to listen truly to the heart. And, and so I'm going to keep coming back to that because the more I say it, the more people are going to actually encode that, um, that understanding into their, into their system. Um, but I think what, what's helpful as well to understand is that in regards to how to use the heart and understanding that it emits this electromagnetic field, um, a good way to start practicing your heart field and your heart wisdom is by going into, you know, a crowded room or a crowded area and, and really sensing into the things that kind of come close to you and you'll start to feel when somebody you could even close your eyes and you start feeling like somebody's close to you regardless of you know if you have sound canceling earphones on like you can actually begin on a very very subtle level to feel things mm. around you okay mm. and what's so fascinating is that we've all had this experience where we're, we're standing somewhere or sitting somewhere and suddenly we just get this like weird feeling that somebody's staring straight at us, but straight into our back. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, we turn around and someone's just like, like gazing straight at us. Mm -hmm. And that feeling, what is actually happening on a, on an energetic level is that their EMF, their heart, their expanded heart field is connecting with yours. And that's what we call telepathy. So we've forgotten actually how to telepathically communicate because we've disconnected from the heart. And so when we get back into this wisdom 
that is stored within our own human body called the heart, we begin to tap into intuition on demand. And that takes some time, but the more you actually start feeling into your expanded heart field and understanding that it's like, you know, imagining this energy bubble that is being pumped and produced from the core of your being, which is your heart. And it's, it's, it's kind of vibrating all around you. So just imagining like this bubble of energy all around your body and, Mm -hmm. and start sensing into that and feeling and tuning into that. And you can also feel when like, when you, when you feel heavy or, or super sad or dense, um, sometimes it's because you've just let in someone else's stuff. Like when, when it's coming from, from you and you're truly sad and, and you just have to like, let it flow through you. And by all means, like cry your heart out, dance your heart out, scream your heart out, whatever you need to do. Like none of that is wrong. As long as you're actually releasing it and letting it flow through you because emotions are energy in motion. So you've got to let them be in motion and just continuously, you know, process through you. But when you suddenly feel like this weird feeling, like you're sad, but you don't know why, or you're confused and you don't know why, a lot of the times it could be that you've actually picked that confusion or sadness or weird thought up from someone else's field that you interacted with that day, or even somebody that you're sitting right next to. And, and you can start really tuning into your own field and being like, is this mine? Is this my feeling? Is this, is this my energy or is this something else or someone else's? Yeah. I feel like that's why like sometimes you leave the house in an incredible mood. You're having an incredible day. You go on the Metro and for some reason something feels really bad. It's like what, what happened on the Metro? You know what I mean? Or whose energy did you pick up? I totally, I started believing in that because that experience felt so true to me for sometimes I'd be in such a positive state. And then an hour later, nothing changed or no new news came to me or I didn't think anything much different, but I just felt different. And it's sometimes just picking up other people's little receptors. We're all like these little octopus or what I say, octopi. Yes. Invisible tentacles. I feel like, um, I love that example. And and what's also interesting is like, we go home and take a shower every day to what clean our bodies, but what do we do to actually clear our fields? You know, nowadays we've got like Palo Santo or, um, or Sage, but it's not an actual daily practice to clear our energy fields. And yet that's what's probably being polluted the most. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Oh my gosh. I love the word polluted because it's very accurate, I think, for some people's experience of the day. So kind of going into, because I, I could just literally talk to you forever. Um, you talked about, so for anybody taking notes, because I know you, you turners are note takers. Um, her steps for how to follow your heart is understanding how it works, understanding how to use it. And then the third step was understanding how it connects. Um, Layla, is there anything more you can share for everybody around how the heart connects so that they can start following their heart and putting this all into practice? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, this goes into like almost like the metaphysical, but to keep it a little bit more 3D, um, the heart is how we come into this world. It's how we exit this world. It's how we are all connected. We're wired through the wisdom of our heart. And it's why on a collective basis, we can feel sadness or anger or frustration or confusion. And that's what's actually happening right now, right? We are in such a state of confusion globally, socially, environmentally, you know, in a relationship wise as well. And it's because we've disconnected from our core truth, from our hearts. And so on an individual basis, I I wholeheartedly believe that if we just stepped into the heart work and we truly took this work seriously, we would be able to shift and, and reorient our world back into coherence faster than any other way. And so I'm, I'm so deeply passionate about helping individuals reconnect to their individual heart because that in and of itself will genuinely heal our world. And I know it's become this like corny phrase, like, you know, if you heal yourself, you heal the world, but that's, it's, it's, it's the truth. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. The more people reconnect to their heart, the more we're actually creating coherence within our collective human family, human field, environmental field, social field. And I mean, listen, I don't mean to drop this bomb on here, but like with everything that's going on with the coronavirus right now, like, you know, we're in a complete state of fear and shutdown. And the way that has spread even further is because of the fear and, and that contracts our fields. So Mm -hmm. I have this incredible image, which I don't know if you can share images in, in any way on your podcast, but, um, when you actually look at the human heart field, when it's experiencing fear versus when it's experiencing love, I mean, it's like day and night. It, the, the human heart field contracts, it, it almost becomes as small as just the circumference of the human body mm. when it's in fear. And when it's in love, when it's experiencing love and gratitude, it just like shoots out far beyond the human body. And And so imagine all these humans actually activating the most powerful force within them, love, heart, through the heart, and literally expressing that energy through their wider capacity, through their wider field, and then that actually infecting all the people around them. Because it is, we are these little like octopi, right? Just constantly connecting and weaving together. So the more we expand and trust, like we expand this force within us and trust in it and believe in it and love it up through gratitude, through listening to ourselves, um, the more we change the immediate field all around us. Mm, This is so wonderful. Layla, this has been so insightful. Thank you so much for taking the time to just talk to us about following our hearts. I I couldn't think of a better conversation to start my podcast day uh, with you and just really so grateful. Is there anything left that you would have to share with everybody about where they can find you, where they can learn from you or what you have going on? Sure. So I, I'm a heart guide and I do one-on-one coaching. I have an event called heart to table, which I partner up with in, you know, incredible organizations with, and also, um, through workshop basis, it's a transformational dining experience where we shift from our head into our heart through meditation, connection exercises and plant-based menu. And then what I'm really excited about is the standing light method, which is this one hour workshop where I, share heart intelligence teachings. We go through mantras and ecstatic dance. And I just help the individual within one hour really activate their human heart field to activate their full potential. And Mm -hmm. you can find me on Instagram under standing light and under Layla Salvade, um, laylasalvade.com. Those are those are the best ways to connect with me, especially Layla Salvadi on Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Layla, for being here. It means so much. And everybody, feel free to tag us both. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. In the meantime, if you heard about any resource that you're interested in from one of our guests, you can find it listed in our show notes on the podcast tab of my website, ashleystahl.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com. On that page, you'll also see our free quiz to help you discover what career path you're actually meant for. And of course, we cannot thank you enough for written podcast reviews. I read every single one. I get so motivated from reading your words and it just means the world to me that you take a moment if you have an Apple device and you write an actual review for me. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate you being here and cannot wait to connect with you next week.
This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.